Niata, hello. It's Alison here, and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary, and we're based on Peak Warren Country in Warrnambool. Today I'm reflecting on Pentecost, and you can read the story in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. So today is Pentecost, and so I'd love to talk about the intoxication of the Spirit, or how her life-giving breath is poured into the world, giving inspiration and imagery and language to share good news with wildly diverse people. Or I'd love to talk about the theatre of flames and how people's heads and hearts were set on fire and how this led them to extend themselves for the sake and love of others. Or I could mention that Pentecost is a Jewish first fruits festival celebrating the gift of Torah, the making of a nation and the harvest to come and how the gift of the Spirit at Pentecost led to the church and an even more fruitful harvest. But I am brought to a standstill by the words, and they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place. We here at Sanctuary used to gather regularly in one place. We used to have a Sunday service followed by dinner each week, ever and always in the hall. Sometimes it felt good and sometimes a bit crappy. Sometimes it was heavy with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the kids got the better of us and we sang out of tune and dinner was rubbish and who knows what was said in the sermon. And sometimes the Holy Spirit was known precisely in the mess and the chaos. Then the pandemic hit. And for two years our pattern of gathering was hugely disrupted. We met online for months on end. When it was legal, we met standing at a distance in the freezing cold wind in parks and gardens and cul-de-sacs. As restrictions eased, we began to meet in people's homes and back in the hall again. And because some moved away and others joined online, we still meet on alternate weeks via Zoom. Now any given week, Many of our regulars are out of town. Others are sick or working, studying or rehearsing or spending time with family or friends. Still others seem to have shifted priorities. And this is all to say that between one thing and another, we are never all together in one place, not even on Zoom. And most weeks there's only a few of us. So hearing the story of Pentecost holds a real poignancy for us. Some of us long to be all together, gathered into one body and singing and praying and sharing bread and wine and food and drink and hugs and handshakes. And I do believe that gathering regularly with other disciples is crucial for a Jesus-centered faith. But all of us, all of us gathering together, it's not who we are nor it seems who we ever have been. I've been looking through our attendance records, and in nearly seven years that we've been meeting, not once has every regular attender or even every committed member been at a service or an event. Not once. There's never been a time when all the disciples here at Sanctuary were gathered together in one place. Not in person and not online, not in a house, not in the hall. 
and to think that is our future is to cling to an illusion. So what then is our future? Well, I don't know, but I looked at the Pentecost story for clues. And what I see is that the disciples gathered all together, but then they dispersed. After an initial intense period in Jerusalem, a time when they devoted themselves to the scriptures and the common life, the shared meals and the prayers, and the sharing of their abundance with others, they went out. The Spirit had poured into them and set them on fire, inspiring them to proclaim God's word in the language of people's hearts. And then it kicked them into the big wide world where others were convinced that this story was strong enough and generous enough and loving enough for them too. And so new clusters of disciples developed and they began gathering around scripture and the common life, the shared meals and the prayers. And they began reaching in love beyond their communities. And so the pattern was repeated and the church took shape and spread across the Mediterranean basin. Now the book of Acts is all about this wildly flourishing early network, and 2,000 years later, we are among its fruits. Because despite shipwreck and imprisonment and conflict and persecution, and the terrible sins of empire and colonisation and how they've been muddied up with the church, the Spirit has kept moving. And the Spirit has kept speaking through the centuries and through disciples to beckon others into the life of justice and joy. Just as she catapulted Paul and Silas and so many others around the Mediterranean, she lured this pastor through prayer dreams of salt wind to southwest Victoria, and she gathers us here today. She's a power which calls us to break bread and wrestle with scripture and share our lives and pray. And she's the breath which flows through us as we share this generous life with others. Next Sunday, we are scheduled to talk about our future. For some, our impulse will be to find a way to gather all together again, to return to the safety of the upstairs room, so to speak to be with familiar people, and to share faith among ourselves. But this is not the work of Pentecost, and it's not the work of sanctuary. So when we gather, I encourage you to not be troubled by what we have lost. Instead, celebrate what was good, and then look to what we have gained, what we are learning, and how we are already positioned to keep proclaiming the good news to others. And remember the fruits of Pentecost, the outpouring of love and generous witness into a world far beyond ourselves. So let's not waste our energy trying to get all of us together in one place week in, week out, for that's never been our reality and it will not be again. Instead, let's wonder about the various ways we can meet face-to-face or online, to reflect on the scriptures and pray and share our lives. And let's wonder how we can reach beyond the bounds of the church. Or if we are no longer going to gather even in these ways, let us wonder how to healthily disperse. 
And whatever happens, let us pray that the Holy Spirit can continue to work through the people of sanctuary to reach 30-fold, 60-fold, even a 100-fold of its membership as she stirs us up and leads us on through her creative and intoxicating fire. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Now there's always more to read on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week you'll find some questions for a church at a crossroads. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. And if you'd like to support this work and these reflections, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you'll find the details for this on the website. To those who already support us financially, thank you so much. And if you can't, don't. Just keep listening and receiving what I believe is good news. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequawarung people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded, which is why the treaty process seems so important. This week, swarms of Kiyang, that is, elvers or baby eels, are dappling the Merai River. The peace of the land, waterways and skyways be with us all. Amen.